0: Five. <laughs> we are live. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the uh, Feel Inspired podcast. My name is Amit Soda, uh, your delectable host, and I've got an incredible guest today. And uh, we're going to be having a very deep conversation, I think, about more things than just dating, but we'll start there and see where this conversation goes. Um, to anyone who's watching for the first time, uh, my name, like I said, my name is Amit Soda. I'm an expert dating coach, among other things. And I love to help people with this area of their lives, but primarily mine because it all comes down to mindset at the end of the day but my my purpose here on this podcast is to hopefully to give you a moment that inspires you just in the same way that I've been inspired by books you know podcasts videos articles or whatever else you know the things that have inspired me and I'm hoping I can recreate that effect for you so Today's guest uh, has definitely has more letters at the end of the name that, end of her name than there are in the alphabet. I think in all alphabets. <laughs> but uh, she is a doctor, but she practices metaphysics as well. So I would love to welcome Dr. Ann Donnelly to the show. We're going to be talking about the metaphysics of dating and other things as well. But firstly, of course, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and tell everyone about you, you know, what you do, how you got to this point at this point in your life and all all the amazing things that you in fact do as well so and then also then we can touch on the dating because you've written a book about dating as well so I want to hear some about that.
1: Ahmed, thank you very very much for that lovely introduction it is just such an honor to be here with you and thank you for having me it's it's just amazing thank you.
0: You're welcome come on spill the beans I want to know everything life story (laughs) the full works.
1: So, yeah, well, my name is Anne Donnelly. I am living in Ireland, um, in the northwest of Ireland. And although I travel extensively with the work that I do, um, my background is that I I actually uh, am a GP, uh, but I uh, diversified into palliative medicine and I work in uh, palliative medicine, both in a hospital and a hospice setting. Um, And alongside that... I have always been very inquisitive about the big questions in life, about what makes us tick inside, about what uh, brings real quality to life. And in particular, um, to help both the clients that came to me, but also to help myself, I went exploring. And the first avenue I went down was the avenue of yoga. And I went to a yoga class and I pestered my teacher so much uh, with all the questions that she said, oh, and for goodness sake, just go and become a yoga teacher (laughs) and uh, just, you know, find out the, the answers. So I did. And then after that, I became more inquisitive about this aspect of the mind and the body connection and about how my breathing could literally transform a negative thought into a positive thought and get me grounded again and get me feeling my body again and and helping me to be more connected to life in general. And then I decided, well, there's something more to this. I I feel energetically more alive, and I wanted to explore something like energy. And so I went down the acupuncture path initially, um, studying with the British Medical Acupuncture Society, that's doctors teaching doctors about acupuncture. And in that, what was very interesting is they, they, oh, they, they described the effects of acupuncture through westernized means. They talked about local endorphin release. They talked about uh, connections along certain nerve pathways, but they didn't talk so much about energy. So I got really inquisitive. And so I decided then to go down the homeopathy route and again, I studied. Uh, uh, it was a, a wonderful course that taught healthcare professionals how to work with homeopathy. And at that stage, I, I decided, right, neurolinguistic programming, EFT, and all of these letters that you talk about. Um, I, I studied many, many areas, both within uh, medicine, but also within that holistic sphere. But it wasn't until 2006 when I stepped into a meditation class with the Modern Mystery School that I really started to learn about what I had been really inquisitive about, which was about energy, about that advanced spirituality, about the energy that we create by a thought, by the way that we speak, by the way that we hold ourselves, by the way that, by what we do. And it it all came back to this idea of self-empowerment, about really knowing yourself. And it was through the study with Modern Mystery School that actually led me to explore life in a different way. And when my marriage broke up some years ago, I was devastated, obviously, at the time. And I thought to myself, Oh, my gosh, dating just wasn't on the radar at all. But several years down the line, my dear friends took me by the nape of the neck and they said to me, Anne, this is not good enough. We have to get you on a dating app. This is how you do it nowadays. (laughs) Now, bearing in mind that I hadn't been dating for 20 years. (laughs) This was a huge transition for me, a huge transition. And it was such a big life event as well that I decided to write a book about it. And I called it Once Upon a Tinder.
0: (laughs) I love that.
1: (laughs) And um, I decided to write about the various experiences that I had, but also the learning that I got from each one. Mm -hmm. And I, I put a taste of metaphysics in there as well, because I really feel that unless we truly know ourselves on every level, what we bring to a relationship, what we bring to an encounter with another person can be very... Uh, it, it would be dictated by what we don't know about ourselves does
0: that make sense oh that makes perfect sense <laughs>
1: you know, it, it's
0: quite funny actually that because um, I didn't know your about your book until I, I got the email about uh, interviewing you uh, and it was just a couple of weeks prior a friend of mine she was developing a course to help people who've uh, you know been through a relationship breakup and going getting back on with their lives. And she asked me to do a dating video for her, for anyone who wants to get back into dating. So I did a 20 minute video that she's added to her program. And it was all about, you know, people who've broken up, have been through a breakup and are getting back into dating as well. So I'll mention to her about your book as well. She can add it to the, (laughs) yeah, you know, to add it to the end as well as a a resource for people to get as well. But I think that's, uh, it's wonderful, isn't it? But it is, it can be for anyone, you know, who, um is has been through something quite traumatic to then go back out there and kind of um yeah. you put themselves out there and especially like you said 20 years right and, and it's funny as well because I mentioned that in the video and I said that it, maybe if you've been out in the dating game for five years you won't see much of a difference but 10 years 20 years that's when you're going to really go co- co- be like whoa what is this <laughs> this is like foreign it, and it, I guess it must have been like that for you
1: it was. It was. But what was really remarkable about it was that I had tools to help me. You know, I, I wasn't going out there taking things personally. And I think that is really, really important. Um, I'm going to speak as a woman because I am a woman and that was my experience. Um, when I When I created the profile to begin with, I put very little information on it because it was a little bit tentative. You know, I, mm. I didn't want people to know too much about me. But then as I got to know people, I realized if I put nothing on it, I'm having to start from absolute scratch. And the, the inquisitiveness, uh, you know, it, it becomes more, uh, well, it's, it's nice for people out there to know what it is that you're about. So that mm. you, ha- and especially the qualities that you, I suppose honor in yourself and that you would like to find in someone else and if they are attracted to that if they're attracted to qualities that you enjoy most in another person then that is a really good sign and uh, i'm just going to show you a little uh the, the little book because the one thing about it if it's okay with with yeah, with you please Hammond, do yeah absolutely because the thing about it is it's a tiny tiny book it's it's actually it would fit you know, in, inside, and, and it's only a couple of hours read, but there are so many gems in it because it's a living experience. It's like one chapter is, is dedicated towards what happened. And then the next chapter is exploring, well, how would you cope with that? What would that bring up for you? And what, how best to manage that situation? Because for me, I, I find it quite liberating Going onto an app was very different to meeting someone face-to-face for the first time. If you go onto an app, if someone isn't treating you right, all you have to do is just, you know, delete. (laughs) And there is something, I know, there's something wonderful about that. And you also get the opportunity to speak your truth a little bit more easily because you're typing it and you're giving it a thought process. And while you are measuring your words on an app, to help the other person to understand. I'm a great believer in in the words that we choose to speak because they have an energy behind them. And funny, I, I started to read, you know, the energy behind the words of the people that were talking because we are all sensitive beings. We all have this ability. And if you feel that someone, it's just not right for you, then you can either, if you're still interested, ask the person about what they're really feeling Or you can decide to call it quits at that moment in time, if it just doesn't feel right in your gut. And this is about reading something from an intuitive perspective, reading something from an inner knowing um, that we all really ought to be engaging with.
0: You just reminded me of a beautiful beautiful quote, and I need to remember it before we end this video today, but it's about those things not said that really Mm. make a huge difference. Uh, Uh And that's one thing, I, 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 you know, exactly what you were saying that I teach people is that we we just so often make assumptions isn't quite the right word, but it is those kinds of assumptions about what the other person is thinking, what the intention is behind what they're saying. But without actually clarifying, we can make all of these assumptions, but most of the time we're going to get it wrong. So it's important to get that clarity and that, you know, that is the art of communication. But it's one of these things that that is becoming a lost art because simply people are messaging more and more. So it's one thing I say to people is that get off messenger as quick as possible. Actually have a real conversation. Mm. You'll find it a different thing to messaging back mm. and forth. Did, did you find that as well? Did you find you were getting a lot of messages and you know, how did you handle that?
1: That was um, interesting because I had a fair idea by what someone was saying you know, even in the first few sentences as to whether I really wanted to meet them or not. And I think you have to be very honest, because you don't want to waste this is another person that you're talking to, it's another, another being. And, you know, yes there are there are certain things that you might want to explore more with someone but you don't want to waste their time either if it's not just going in the right direction if you're not feeling that spark if you're not getting what it is that 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 makes you know that this is something i'd like to explore a little bit more um so honesty is really important um however honesty when we're getting to know ourselves sometimes we can get a little bit emotional about it especially if you're coming from a breakup and you know you might find that you're out something, (laughs) you know, very quickly if you are, um, you know, coming from an emotional space. Mm. So it's okay, you know, because each of us has good days and bad days. But if you're just getting to know someone, you, you want to give them that opportunity to express themselves in a way that gets the the best out of each other to you know to, to begin with and and then then to, as you get to know each other get more comfortable then you can you know open up to those vulnerabilities within yourself but when it comes to getting to to meet someone quickly it's interesting on the female side Ahmed, I would say that sometimes it depends you know I would be asked an occasional question like do you live alone <laughs> yeah. And that to me kind of freaked me out a little bit because I thought, okay, why do you want to know that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so it depends. Yes, Mister Robert, on... I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> it really does genuinely depend on you know what what how the conversation is going as to how quickly I will go to meet someone. But if it's if I think as I gained confidence. I I went with that a lot more quicker, you know, um, especially as I began to know. Well, this person I genuinely want to meet. So, yeah, yeah. I think it depends. I think it depends.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get that completely, and I, I think I think <clears throat> the um uh d- d- actually my follow on question to that is the the whole idea of messaging and how you would handle that situation as well when someone Mm. was messaging what would you normally do because you know like i said i i kind of advise people i say look get onto a phone call within 15 minutes if you can because you know if you don't you end Mm -hmm. up just wasting your own time Um, yeah because these messages can sometimes get longed out to weeks even months i've seen it happen oh and i'm like why you know why would you ever do that with your own time it's so precious why would you do that so yeah. that was my, my thinking and stuff. Did, did you find that that was the same for you as well? Were you kind of like, you know, trying to encourage people to call you or were they just doing it or did you have to prompt these individuals or what, what did you do?
1: I find that uh, people would ask for my telephone number quite early on if the conversation was going in the right direction. And depending on... Um, I definitely don't like this conversation that goes on weeks and months. I know that if that's happening, it's not happening. Yeah. I think that's the the... The best way to see that really and um, we're not clicking or not quite that keen or there's something just not happening so yeah I, I don't like dragging it out and so it's nice to be able to meet someone and of course meeting someone in a neutral space you're still very protected you're still um, managing your own privacy and uh, if you want to take it further then you know much more I, I would agree you know much more by meeting someone and mm. whether you yeah, whether you're you're clicking or not.
0: So, do you reveal in the book, or are you going to reveal today? What was the outcome? Did you meet someone, or are you still on that journey, that wonderful journey <laughs> of you know the mystery of meeting people?
1: Well, it's interesting because the book spanned over a period of about three years. Oh wow! Okay. And as the book finished, I met someone not on the dating app. Actually, I met someone in uh, working, you know, in my local hospital, and um, so we've been dating for um, a more extended period of time. Yeah. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so that's what I say in the book as well. It's not necessarily about you know keeping the up, you know, you need to be peeling your eyes for the person who's just walking down the corridor or the person that you meet in the in the car park or, you know, the the new person in the neighbourhood, you know, whatever it is, you just don't know, magic is all around us. And when we're clued into that magic, you know, when we when we express that magic inside ourselves, then we get the opportunity to really live um, more spontaneously and and more openly to what's going on around us, and you never
0: know. That, you know, it's so true. I I, uh, I, I I'm a hundred percent agreement with you as well. And I used to love being on dating apps, but I actually used to love doing the other stuff more. And so one of the things I used to do just for a bit of a laugh was um i would love to uh chat up waitresses and things like that right so i'd go into the coffee shops and and when (laughs) they asked me for the money the payment i'd i'd give them a million pound note this fake million note. pound i'll (laughs) say do you have change for a million Uh, (laughs) and then they'll just be they'd wake out of their stupor and just be like what (laughs) kind of thing but it was a great spark you know uh, a great moment to get a conversation going and my wife thinks i'm the right little tart you know for doing stuff like this but um but it's um it was just so much fun though just doing little things like that it didn't have to be boring it didn't have to just be on the dating apps and i know with everything that's gone on you know with covid obviously meeting people you know was limited to being online for the longest time but now things are opening up you know you can get back to back out to doing things and you know going rollerblading if you like going salsa dancing going mountain climbing going Uh, I mean, I I don't know what I mean, there's millions of things, right, to to possibly mention. And, you know, that's I think that's where you're more likely to meet someone. Be on the dating apps by, by of course. Great. Go for it. You never know. I mean, you may as
1: well explore all options and just see what happens. Right. Without expectation. I agree. And it's interesting because quite a few people have said to me that they met their partner on Tinder once the book came out and they were interested in reading the book. But yes. You know, you have to keep your uh, you have to keep your eyes peeled for all options. And it's really lovely that you use this piece because if you make someone laugh, if you make someone laugh, you're going to you're breaking down barriers. You're opening up that energy of connection right away. Mm. And you're helping them to relax and just in that moment that that explosion of laughter is such a good thing. I mean the amount of, if, if I even just think about that chemically alone, never mind anything else, your endorphin release, It's it's the most amazing thing to do. So yes. Um, gentlemen and ladies out there, make someone laugh. You know, that's yeah. a really good opener.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and exactly. This is what I say to people. The reason I took up stand-up comedy was for that to make people laugh because oh. it was just so powerful in breaking down barriers. And I, I took it yeah. up at the same time as I went on this dating journey. Uh, and it was just magical for me, and I, you know, try and encourage people to do the same. Look, like, even if you're not going to go do comedy, just learn twenty jokes, memorize 20, twenty, thirty jokes, you know, and just have them in your armory for those times when maybe the conversation has gone a bit dry, or you just want to make someone laugh for the hell of it, for no reason at all. It's just so, so powerful. I yeah. love your sales pitch there as well for the book, yeah. After people read my book, they met someone. I love it. That's the best sales pitch ever.
1: <laughs> actually, I do, I do have one incredible story. The lady that um, she was actually the lady who, who, who stood over me, well, she was actually based in Italy, but she said, right, Anne, how many chapters have you written? How many chapters have you written? When is this going to be published? Let's put a deadline. Mirav, you know, when she read the book, she read two chapters in the book, and uh, she doesn't mind me saying that she's a single mom and she felt her life was over and her marriage was over and you know she just wasn't you know feeling it after reading my book <laughs> she she completely transformed her life i mean I completely has trans- i mean they they the, the opportunities that came her way and she has been just you know saying look and you must tell people about this you must and the thing is it's it's available on um amazon so you don't actually have to you know spend a lot of money on on getting the book either you can have it on your the lap so it's just just from the point of view of making life more mm. uh joyful you know a lot of the the things that uh, that happened to me were really funny as well. And I did learn to laugh at myself a lot more. Yeah. And I think that that made me much more relaxed about meeting people. Laughter is an incredible healer. It's yeah. an incredible healer. And yeah, we, we need to be able to take life a little less seriously at times. And maybe take, you know, especially this idea that a, a date has to be a certain way or I have to have this goal by the end of the date. And actually, while I was, you know, thinking about dating and all the rest, I did look on some of the dating advice sites. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, it nearly drove me a little bit mad because there was a lot of things that, you know, if he does this, do this or if this is not happening, you must do this. And I thought, oh, my God, it just, it actually made me really anxious.
0: <laughs> I, I love that.
1: Know, because I, I thought, oh, my God, so this isn't happening. So what's going to happen next? And, I, you know, it's like having to control a situation. We don't have to be in control. We just, we, we can't be in our heads. We have to be in our hearts about this. And just be yourself with another human being who is doing their best to be themselves and see what happens. And it won't always work out, but there will always be a learning from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree so much, and I think that that's this is what people do. They put so much pressure on themselves for no, oh. no good reason at all. There's no benefit to it. Um, and if you can have fun in the my number one rule, uh, if if you ever saw my my day, if you ever stumbled across my my number one rule is have fun. Because if you're not having yes. fun, I always think if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And if, yes. you're, if you're anxious, but you're doing something wrong. And that, that is just my main rule is having fun. If you could do yes. that, then everything else seems to fall into place. And I can, I speak from experience when I say this, you know, uh, I've seen it, it happen to me and it happens to everyone that I coach who, who takes it on board and does it. And it makes such a difference when you're like just that. having fun. Yeah. It's incredible. So what were your, um, we'll circle back to the dating in a bit as well. I want to, I want to uh, uh, tackle a couple of other things as well, but, but your three top takeaways from that whole experience of being out there again after being, you know, with someone for twenty years and going back oh. out there, what were you, what's so your, what's your top three takeaways, uh, and kind of tidbits of advice for people?
1: Oh wow! Well, the number one one would be give yourself a little time. Uh, you're just coming out of a really significant relationship, and okay. I I do know people who just go straight into dating. And if that is what you want to do to be able to get over the relationship, what I would say is you're probably avoiding the pain a little Mm bit. And you know, it's, it's good to have some forms of distraction, but remember this, these are other human beings you're interacting with too. But remember we're all in this big, I like to call this life, a big soup. And we're all different flavors in that soup. And, you know, when we come together, we create unique flavors. And it's like this this, this piece where if, if you know, we, we, we all have our stuff, whatever that is, and the more we are aware of that and the more honest we are about it and the more we're working on ourselves, then the more chemistry we can create in something new. And it doesn't, it's it's interesting, I found a statistic that suggested that depending on how long you've been in a relationship, it can take you about 50% of the amount of time that you're in the relationship to get over the relationship. Well, I don't suggest that I was going to wait 10 years before I was going to go dating again. (laughs) (laughs) But I did engage in working on myself. And so that I understood, and the, the first person that I met... It was such a beautiful healing for me. He was, uh, we we were only going to be able to be together for three months because he was moving. And he was younger than me. Um, He was Italian and really a beautiful, beautiful soul. And when we connected, I knew how vulnerable I was, but I also got really... Carried away with the chemistry, it was just so beautiful. And for him, he said he wanted to take it slow. And oh my God, my it was such a relief for me because I had no idea what's the etiquette around the first kiss. What's the etiquette around the first hand holding? What's the <laughs> etiquette around the first hug? What's the etiquette? I don't know what the etiquette is. <laughs> and you know there, there's so much out there in terms of advice, but at the end of the day, you know, it's you. And it's this other person, and it's the, it's what you create. It's this, There's a third party, and it's it's what you create together. And you, you know, <clears throat> for me, uh, he he was so gentle, so kind, so uh, he it was really cuddly. And for me, I needed lots of cuddles. I needed to be, you know, uh, loved in that way. I needed to be held, and that was so healing for me and i was able to express myself in that and we made a decision that we only had three months together that we would make the most of those three months and that we would explore what we wanted to explore inside that time and oh my god even that journey itself could have created a book but it is a chapter
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love that well, who knows? There could be there could be a part two to your book, right? So we we, we have to wait yeah. and see for that. And
1: uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. For for me, it was partly about exploring, and, and I know this sounds a little bit. Some people are a little bit uh, touchy about discussing the subject, but for me, it was about rediscovering my body again as well after all that time, mm. because um and intimacy in relationships, that is a huge threshold. And if you're someone who is very, very private, and very shut down, and maybe there's been trauma in your life of some kind or another, it's really, really important to know where you are at. And to engage with the healing in that and to not just let anyone you know, into that space because they feel they have a right. It's about understanding yourself and where you're at and being able to express that, finding the language, finding the common communication. And so in this, and, and I, I do, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I do write about this a little as well, where we as individuals, if we know ourselves, we know what we want, we know what we desire and then there's other individual who's coming into the relationship my hope is that they know what they want and what they desire as well mm. and so it becomes a negotiation in between it's not and and, and you know what it's the art of communication allows us to bring what we have to the to the mixing pot to the big soup <laughs> <laughs> and you know f- from that perspective then then we can create something new and looking back on the relationships that I had or the connections that I had, each one was completely unique. So having the, you know, the advice that tells you if this happens, do this. I know that if I used that advice in certain circumstances, it would have been a complete disaster. So we have to learn about each other, connect with each other and make it dynamic, make it something that's growing and evolving, not only you, but the other person and together you're creating something that's evolving as well. That's what real connection is. And I think that's what we are all looking for. Um, you know, at some stages in our lives, people might feel that they want, you know, the the quick. Uh, the, there's different kinds of love. Okay, <laughs> right about the seven different kinds of love, and one of them is this type of love that's that's very connected with apps, where you just meet someone. It's all frivolous. It's all nice. You connect. Maybe you have intimacy. Maybe you don't, and then you never meet each other again. Mm. And you know that that kind of of uh, connection is a form of meeting someone it's a form of love it's, it's a kind of love that that gives a little peace but not everything and as an individual unless we really know ourselves through the study of metaphysics truthfully we don't know what we're giving and it, it's it's really interesting because we are only conscious of a tiny proportion of who and what we really are, and it's through that study that we really get to know ourselves. And then we we're, we're not operating out of a subconscious or unconscious way as much because we're exploring all of that all the time while we're exploring metaphysics. It's a, it's the study of life, and it's it's that study that gives us that knowledge that we are more than this meat and bones that we're not just the physical and that is what my classical training educated me as in medicine that we're this physical body studied right the way down to the tiniest cell right the way up to the mechanisms of that right the way up to the organs to what puts us together and of course we have specialties that give us a, a knowledge of that but there's there's so much more. There's our emotional body. There's what's gone before. There's our psychology. There's the way that our mind works. There's our divinity. And when we when we go that there with that divine masculine, that divine feminine meeting, oh my God, it takes things to a whole other level and true intimacy. Do you know my favorite film to watch? Oh yeah, what's that? Tell me. <laughs> it's actually called and I mean, I watched this so many times when I was really in the doldrums about my marriage and about different relationships, but it's called The Love Guru. Oh, the tripper my- one. It's Mike Myers. Mike
0: Myers and Deepak Chopra's in the film, I think, at some point. Yes! Tiny bit. Yeah, yeah, another one. the one Yeah, I think I blogged about it years ago,
1: yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that film because, I mean, it's interesting because he breaks down that word intimacy yeah. into me, I see. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, lo- I love that, yeah. I've forgotten about that.
1: That's yeah. brilliant. I
0: love that. And you know what? That's such a nice way to kind of bookend that your experience and uh, and such a powerful sharing but it also love it's a lovely way to segue onto the next question i wanted to ask you as well because um we'll definitely come back to the dating but uh, i would like cuz obviously i was fascinated by your bio when i saw it and and all the things that you've done you've practiced in your life and um all the areas you've studied and excelled at uh, and I wanted to know because like, like you, I mean, like you, I study so many different areas of life. I've never yeah. gone and taken any exams, but I just, I love, I love learning. Learning is just a constant thing for me every day. If I'm not learning, I feel, don't feel, I don't feel me. But I want to know like how you've come to balance, um, some of the more traditional stuff that you've learned like medicine
1: yeah. with
0: the metaphysics. Do you find, have you, are you ever in conflict? On a day-to-day basis with what you're what you have to do from a professional you know duty standpoint to what you actually know better of from an energy standpoint do you do you ever find yourself in that kind of conflict and what do you do about that
1: i love this question i love this question <laughs> Hamid, because honestly um okay I I feel that I was born to do what I do, which I feel that I am a bridge between these pieces because when I when I was growing up, okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit about why I ended up in medicine, and then why it evolved, and why I want to marry both to no, to a degree. And there's, I hear what you're saying because okay, I'm going to give you a little example when I had my. It's going down another route, perhaps. Um, my COVID vaccine, I have so many beautiful friends who are in the medical field. I have so many beautiful friends who are in the holistic field. And I got a little bit of flack from my holistic friends who, <laughs> you know, weren't actually believing in, in COVID, never mind the vaccine, way back because I was one of the first million on the planet to get, you know, vaccinated. So I have to say that. I, I always go with that inner understanding and that inner knowledge that comes through me. And I I don't, you know, I on a daily basis explore what that is. And I educate myself on the pros and cons of different pieces. And I make the, the decision that best resonates with me at that time. Now, as a child growing up, I I am a farmer's daughter, and I saw that life-death cycle in my little friends, the little animals on the farm, on a constant basis. And I refused to believe that my little friends were gone after the death cycle, (laughs) you know? I was this, you know, really avid advocate of something that was proved to me when i went to school which was this einstein's theory you know energy is neither created nor destroyed mm-hmm. and oh my god i held on to that with you know gusto <laughs> and and then when when i came to medicine and i started to learn about the physical body i i experienced a lot of um you know for the first 3 years i was i was experiencing this rote learning like learning an encyclopedia of knowledge and i i felt quite depressed during that time if i'm honest it didn't feel as if it was me but in my third year at medical school and it was taught very differently when i was going through medical school i graduated in 1992 i met my first patient face to face and it was in a hospital and he had a terminal illness and honestly amit at this as I speak, my heart blew open. I, I felt a physical blossoming of my heart in that moment when I met him. And I knew in that moment that is why I am here. I knew that meeting this individual, I could make a difference. And actually, it almost brings me to tears when I think about it. You know, I was there with two other medical students, and he was he was probably looking back now and the knowledge that I have, he was probably in the last weeks of life. And, you know, this, I, when I was studying medicine, I came out the other side, I had my GP certificate saying, I can prescribe now, I can make people better. (laughs) (laughs) But I realized that, that, you know, these beautiful individuals that were coming into me and, and my ethos when I was in medicine was, this could be my brother, this could be my sister, this could be my mom, this could be my dad. And so I met people with that when they came through the door and I listened to their story and I really wanted to help. And I realized that my prescription pad was inadequate. It was a piece in the puzzle, but it was not everything. And it was then that I went exploring. Firstly, I wanted to make myself Good at what I I, I was doing, I, you know. I wanted to make sure that I was physically well enough. That's why I started in yoga path initially. I, I wanted to know that I was strong, that I was flexible, that I had something that kept me calm in a day that just had so much to do. In those days, it was seven and a half minutes per patient. It's not much longer now
0: but yeah. you know mm. it, it, it I, was i thought it was longer back then actually than not you know i thought it was like at least 15 minutes back then but now it's less it's 10 minutes or something i don't know what is it what is the what is the current it was seven span? and a
1: half then 10 minutes now mm. i mean you can always book a double appointment if you feel that it's, it's something that's needed that and of course now we have the interface since COVID. it's it's more separation
0: mm. and
1: more separation And so people are having to take some responsibility themselves as they've been separated from that paternalistic way of looking at the medical world where we have it all figured out and we do this for you. The medical world was also in that, oh, my goodness, here is something that we really have to explore. We don't know all the answers, but we are going to use the scientific model to do the best that we can for you. And that is effectively what the, what medical models do, but they are slow to change. Mm. And the one thing that really fastened things up was the incidence of COVID within the world, and it was also a great together a gatherer together of the greatest minds on the planet, and also uh, people with money. Mm so there was an economic push behind it and okay people can say well you know they wanted to make money out of it but look that is the money world money is meant to generate money so that people can do what they need to do in the world yeah. you know we, we we need to see this as you know something that we can work with if you find something doesn't have a good aspect to it you have to re it's like uh rework that energy so that it uh it's like redirect we call it redirecting within metaphysics we we redirect the energy of something that isn't going down a correct path or isn't going down a path that is of the highest light so you use it to the highest of your ability and for me i chose to have the vaccine because i was working with vulnerable patients and i wanted to be able to travel again as soon as i could to keep helping people just as you say amit you know some of us are driven by that desire to help to reach out to make a difference in the world. And I wasn't going to let COVID stop me. And I know that governments had to make difficult decisions during that time. And vaccination was one of those. So, you know, we, we, we have to do the best we can given any one uh, situation. So, when it came to studying, I, I stepped into a, a meditation class in 2006. And that changed my entire concept of what it is to be human. Oh, my God, it just opened up the floodgates. And I felt, I mean, I had studied extensively acupuncture, homeopathy, emotional freedom therapy and neurolinguistic linguistic programming and each one gave me an added tool to put into my rucksack i was carrying around with me when i would see patients when i would see clients and i i felt as if i was building on that but when i stepped into that class it was as if the ocean opened up in front of me an ocean of knowledge and guess what the crux of that was what's that the crux of it is a mystery school written above the, the gateway to every mystery school on this planet is that are the words, know thyself.
0: Yeah, I love that. Know
1: them. thyself.
0: <laughs> it reminds me as well, when you said that, it's, it reminds me of the Rumi quote, you know, you are not a drop in the ocean, you are an ocean in the, you know, you are a, 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 the entire ocean in a drop. And I, I love that quote. It's so powerful. So true.
1: And actually, again, Amit, that, that brings back one of the hermetic principles that we use in metaphysics, which is that as within, so without. So the principle of creating peace in our world within the Modern Mystery School is that we create peace within one person at a time. Because that has that, that ripple effect in within our homes, within our relationships, within our communities within our entire world and it's from there that we start within with the individual and if you want to study you know with the modern mystery school it's really simple you know you click on the website and you find someone in your area. It's modern mystery school int.com modern mystery school uk.com modern mystery school ireland.com it's you know it, it, it's and you find yourself a guide in that area, and I am a guide within the Mystery School. I, I uh, Over those years of study, I became so convinced with what I was seeing from a healing perspective, transformation within people's lives. And I mean transformation in a way when people get to know about energy, about their energy structure, about how their own divinity is called forth within their lives to wield that energy that they can become ultimately incredible creators of their own life, their own story that they are living in this lifetime as the central actor, the central actress in this lifetime and creating that story. What story would you really want to choose for yourself? And those stories can be unfolded through a process of initiation. In the Mystery School, we use meditation, we use sacred ceremony, we use initiation to help people to understand themselves better. And although it's called a school, it's really about remembering because all of this knowledge is already inside of us. So it's like that spark, it's alchemy, true alchemy. It's like starting that catalyst within yourself so that the unfoldment of your life you start learning those lessons faster and faster and faster. You're actually living more than one lifetime inside this lifetime. You're actually able to accelerate your learning process, your your ability to, to learn the lesson. Every, everything that life presents us is an opportunity to learn. And okay, there's letters after my name, but my God, if you think of the, the lessons that come in everyday life. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: so true, so true.
1: And, and the thing about the Mystery School is it's open to everyone, every walk of life. And you know we have many testimonies um, to, to, to show that no matter what walk of life, no matter what religious background you come from, You have an opportunity to expand on that and to make your engagement with life so much more meaningful at every level, through your work, your relationships, your play, whatever it is.
0: Wow. I think I was just about to go... (laughs) (laughs) It, it it's it's so I mean true I mean I've got so many things to say about what you've just said I mean it's like you're partly reading my mind as well <laughs> which I love Aww. but it it's it it's fascinating because I see on one hand uh, this generation of medical professionals coming through who are kind of teaching lifestyle medicine so they're Mm. they're kind of like the halfway house to that point and i think Mm. that we we've got a long way to go in that respect Mm. um but everything you say it's so funny because this is exactly what i say to people when i say to people i'm a a dating coach i say look that's just a word that's just a role but um and it's one area of your life that you know i help you with but you know i do i do so much more um and there is so much more to it that involves us like i say to everyone like you know there's a difference between soul and role you as a doctor that's your role but actually who you are as a soul and who we are as spirit it's very different uh when you understand that like when you see understand the person opposite you you and them are one don't treat them as someone who is not you because You know, you're always going to feel, you know, treat them in a different way. But if you see them as part of yourself, an extension of you, then, you know, the the whole interaction is going to be very, very different. If you're making them laugh, you're going to make yourself laugh. If you're making oh. them feel good, you're going to feel good. They, you know, this is beyond karma as far as I'm concerned, but it just, it's I a agree. different way to engage oh. with the world, a different viewpoint, a different understanding, a different level of energy and, and everything else. And I, I just love what you're saying as well. And I wish... You know, I, no, I know I wish, but I know more people will start to remember this kind of information, start to realize yes. how wonderful they yeah. are, how amazing they are. There's so much more beyond what oh. we often just see ourselves in the mirror. And, you know, we all forget from time to time. We all have that moment where we look in the mirror and go, is that how I look? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And then we have to remind ourselves of just how incredible uh, and You know divine and god force you are you you know the one thing i say to people is that you know you are god force manifest into individuated spirit uh and you know if you could spread that if i could spread the help spread that message more and more to people that's one thing i would share is that go beyond this idea of just us being little individual meat sacks as they like to call it right you know on this tiny ah. blue planet in in a vast universe actually you are and that's the whole point of that Rumi quote you are that universe you are mm-hmm. that universe who's just come into this one particular form to experience one perspective of the entire whole and that is it and I and I, lo- I lo- just love what you're saying as well and uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's beautiful and I don't want to steal your time because I want to ask you some more questions as well but I just wanted to say I love what you said about kind of how you've Brought the balance between the two and how you're sharing this message message to people and 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 people are are, are awakening to that as well and so following on from what you said as well do you find have you found that you've been able to affect change in your environment where you are and things have been taken on board and if
1: so what what has what has been taken on board? Well, first of all, um, just to recount, I am a great believer in this concept of opposites. And I'm really glad you brought this up because you were saying that you almost feel as if medicine is in one polar area Mm -hmm. and healing is in another polar area. But what unites us is the desire to bring wholeness and health. So it's like um, one of the the things, and I'm just going to mention this because it's about bringing opposites together. And and we, we think about that in the dating world yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. it can be anything more opposite than a male and a female
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's> true, yeah, <laughs> in
1: absolutely. so many ways in so many ways so this this concept of opposites and and where those two circles intersect what we create in between and um the study within the school of the universal hermetic ray kabbalah teaches us about those opposites because it takes things like severity and mercy and where, you know, good boundaries and showing love about knowing ourselves and acknowledging the other. And it's where all of those apparent opposing forces come together. And it's where those opposing forces come together is where literally miracles can happen. Mm -hmm. Miracles, okay. So, yes, I, locally, for example, we have an amazing cancer center, the Northwest Cancer Center, which is where I work in palliative medicine. But alongside that, we have a center, a Macmillan center, where we have holistic therapies for patients and their relatives. And that includes psych- psych- psychology, holistic therapies. It includes um know wig fitting if that's required or the the different pieces that bring quality to someone's life and meaning to someone's life when they're going through such an arduous journey. Now I also had the opportunity, our local college approached me to help them to create a foundation degree in holistic therapies And and we were completely convinced that we wanted to get it into the science division rather than the beauty division. Not that there's anything wrong with the, the beauty division, but we wanted the therapies, the therapists, when they came out, to be able to have that weight behind them when they went to the medical communities and said, "Look, I would like to offer my services as a holistic therapist for your, you know, patient," and this is my certificate. Yeah. So you know, and and that was the, the amazing thing about it that we we were able to create. Uh, a foundation degree that gave people that um, cr- accreditation. So we have holistic therapists that uh, work in our hospice as well. We have, um, since COVID, we haven't been able to open our day center, which has been uh, such a pity. But we, up, at, up until that point, we had therapists coming in and giving of their time, both again for patients and for relatives. So yes, we can work alongside each other. And um, within my metaphysical studies and the treatments that I do, I work from home, but I also travel. In Ireland, I travel um, to Belfast, Dublin, Cork, and Galway, and also internationally, internationally teaching um, with the Modern Mystery School and doing my healing work here in Ireland. And personally, the first place where anyone's going to start is with a life activation and a life activation is literally where we bring light <laughs> you, you've undergone oh, I, hundreds of hours of training to do this and this is where i felt safe before i came to the mystery school i had studied different energy therapies but within the mystery school there is it's like a structure that helps you to feel safe when you are working with energy and we have to understand that you know everything is energy the way we do something the words we speak the thoughts we think and we are taught a great deal in the mystery school about the alpha state of being that state of being where you bring your mind to that quiet pond so that you're able to be free-flowing to the energy that comes through for another individual you literally take yourself and you set yourself aside. A bit like we were saying earlier about teaching meditation, about setting the chattering mind aside and not letting it influencing that quiet pond. And you are trained on how to do that, how to hold that, but that has an incredible effect on your own life. Because then when when those challenges come up for us in life, when you when you have, it's like that quiet space within the tornado when 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 you have that ability to hold that, it actually brings calmness to those around you as well. It has that effect. Do we still have emotions? Yes. Aren't emotions great? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, again, they they teach us. You know, we're we're able to 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 find them as more an, a language for the soul to speak. Rather than coming from the past hurts because when we work on emptying the subconscious mind using the universal Hermetic Ray Kavala, which is yoga for the Western mind, then you know we're we're able to come f- more from that quiet pond, that that stillness with everything that we come to. So yes, I have seen changes with my clients where they can say, "I have some beautiful testimonies." that, you know, they, they say that the things that used to annoy them in life are like, oh, I don't know if you know the saying, um, like water of a duck's back. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> it's like that doesn't bother them anymore. And so you can imagine that that improves the quality of your relationships as well, because the little irritations, they're not irritations anymore. And um, so, yes, these things are really important We, we as we work on ourselves. As we grow and evolve, as we understand ourselves better, then we can bring more and more consciously to our life, to our work, to everything that we do.
0: Beautiful. I love that. I love that. So I'll I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw in a few quick questions as well. So, Doctor. I, I'm someone who, uh, this is hypothetical, I'm someone who drinks, eats lots of meat and I'm not feeling yes. so great. I walk into your office. What do you tell, what do you tell someone who's in, that, um, who's in that position that's different to when they walk into their probable local GP?
1: Okay. Well, if I know that about them, I'm already having that conversation and I'm asking them how they feel about it. Because that's the number one, you know, piece is do they want to change? And you know, while we have this physical body, and this is this is it, we can decide that we want to acknowledge just this physical life. I don't want to acknowledge anything else. It's a painful place to be. I'll be honest, but people have the right to choose that. And if they want to explore more, then I, I say to them, you know, look, there there are ways to do this. And I know within the NHS, within our local um, certainly within our local community, we have many ways, many good people who can help with different aspects, including dietary advice. It's sometimes hard to change completely if you've been a meat eater all your life. I'll be honest with you, being a farmer's daughter, I ate meat probably for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, <laughs> right the way up until I had an epiphany when I was in medical school. And, you know, one it was one weekend where I, I, I always digress with little stories. Sorry about that, Amit. That's okay. No, me. no,
0: I love them. I love the stories. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. I want to know. I want to know.
1: You can't stop me if I'm, if I'm digressing too much. But actually what happened was I I watched a, a film that really upset me. It, it showed, you know, people fighting with knives and they were gutting a pig at the same time. Anyway, not in a very nice uh, film. But what happened was I, I went to bed that night. How sad. Never mind. Went to bed, and I woke up the next morning, and I opened the fridge door, and there was the meat sitting defrosting, in its blood, in the fridge, and the tears came. Oh my God! It floods and floods, and I rang up a dear friend, who was a a vegan. I said, "I I have to, you know, have to cook dinner for seven girls tomorrow. What am I going to do? And I never want to eat meat again." Bless him. he said don't worry i'll meet you at the bus i'll have a little diagram done out he was an architect student you should have seen that diagram it had pers- you know pers- perspective in it it was amazing Of oh, vegetable lasagna and baked potato
0: nice
1: i've never, never used the oven wow. in, in, in our <laughs> in, in our house and it took me two hours to make the dinner that night and everybody's tongues were hanging out and they said "Um." We're taking you off the rota (laughs) for making (laughs) dinner find yourself go find yourself i think life has been a series of going to find myself and i did i I bought lots of little books on how to become vegetarian and it started just one step at a time it doesn't have to be all at once Mm. and i think that's maybe a mistake that people make you know is they feel oh i want everything to be all at once but One of the things that I advise in, you know, in, in my practice is that I do recommend a life activation. Mm. I, I know that sounds a little bit way out there, but it is an energy healing that helps you to really know what's good for you. You know, it helps you to find in yourself what resonates with you most. And maybe it is eating meat. You know, maybe you do need lean, lean meat as part of your diet. Maybe you want to source it more ethically speaking. Maybe you want to source it from, and, and maybe that will make you eat less as it becomes a little bit more expensive. And you're finding other alternatives to fill in. There, there are lots of ways of engaging and being a good person in this world. And you know, engaging you know, what's right for you. You have to find out what's right for you. You know, it's it's a bit like that consultation. I had one, a really funny one I'm gonna tell you just gently about, it was about a patient that I asked, but you have options here, you know, there's this or there's this, what would you like to do? And they said, oh, oh, you're the doctor. Uh, please, t- you know, you tell me what to do. And I thought, oh. <laughs> But that paternalistic approach is what some people still desire but most people are outgrowing that now, we we know more, we're connected to Google, we, we we have much more information. But of course, that's not always a good idea, because a lot of, of mm. negative information out there, too. And it's how to manage that. Number one recommendation, meditation. Even if you don't, uh, you know, gel with it right away, keep trying. And every Wednesday night at 8.30, I teach meditation, a max meditation technique, it's on my website annedonley.co.uk, and, and you can find the link there, and 8.30 UK time, Ireland time, you can you can join, it's, it's a little Zoom link, and everyone's welcome, because it just, and I, I dedicate that every Wednesday night. Some people come to join me um, in the physical, but for the most part now, it's uh, obviously on Zoom, and it's completely free of charge. I, I, I want everyone to develop a meditation pro- process, because I know that's going to create peace within, Mm. and hence peace in our communities and that's really what we want now this this thing about reacting about reacting to the latest story that's out there or reacting to you know we we need to come from an inner knowing within ourselves so that we can respond from an acknowledgement of how we feel inside and we're bombarded with so much information it's like we're we're reacting to that rather than responding from an inner knowing within ourselves. Mm-hmm. The life activation will really open you up to that. It's it's a technique that we use within the mystery school to help people to understand themselves better. Initiation gives you the tools to wield energy in your everyday life where you can uplift yourself. You can redirect your own mood when you find yourself getting low. That's a huge piece of empowerment right there. Mm-hmm. And the initiatory process is two days. It's called empower thyself. It's two days of really getting to know us as human beings, our process of engagement with life and gaining the tools to rewield and reweave your life the way you desire. And you as a co-creator that. in this life. It's incredible. So yes, what do you want, would be the first question I would ask. And give them then the tools to explore what they want to explore. Everyone has a prerogative in this life. It's not about us dictating to each other, it's about us exploring together what really works. And that is about unity. You know, something that really brought us together um, was COVID together in a commonality yes there were a lot of things that were people were protesting about and so we became more aware about how we felt about things inside but where we were we you know reacting or where we responding we need to learn to discern inside ourselves and that is a primary thing that we teach in the mystery school is to discern what really is right for each individual and then it's like those polar opposites. Once we find all those amazing flavors inside our, our soup of life and we get them to come together a little, you know, it's that commonality that we find, you know, and, and where the miracles can happen together. Don't be afraid of opposites. Don't be afraid of someone who looks completely different to you. That's someone you really want to explore. You want to know, you know, what it is that they that that they desire in life, what it is that makes them tick. Don't be afraid to explore someone else. Don't be afraid in your dating life to explore someone else. And Maybe it is someone who's completely opposite to you, and maybe that's what's going to create the spark and the friction that's going to create something really magical. We don't know, and we don't know unless you try.
0: As, as as a nice way to end that because I was uh I did a little video on my TikTok about that is it like attracts like or is it opposites attract and I think that's a good conversation but I love that I love what you said about that reacting versus res- responding and I think that that could become a, a, a whole podcast in and of itself so what What's... I'm gonna do we we be going over an hour and that's absolutely fine oh, I'm I love sorry. it I no 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 I absolutely love it as well we can carry on going if you want to but. We'll, we'll kind of, you know, start to bookend it there, but definitely I would love to have you back. But what I wanted to do was um, we'll do two main questions for you now to round off. First question okay. would be um, for anyone out there listening into this, so obviously we started talking about dating. So we'll end on that note. Um, the key uh, for that we, we spoke. Obviously, the title was the metaphysics of dating. So the keys for someone wanting to manifest their ideal partner. What are the key, the the main things they need to know and do for themselves to manifest the partner they desire? So that'll be question one. And then question two, to round off as well, if you want to tell anyone else about how to get in touch with you, how to reach out with you, do your meditation or your website or anything else, feel free to give everyone the details of how they can connect with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Ahmed. But first of all, the number one thing is know yourself. Know yourself. I do have in the book a full chapter on how to really, really love yourself. (laughs) Because unless we really love ourselves, then expecting someone else to fill that in for ourselves is not reasonable. So there will be aspects of ourselves that we like more than others for sure. And so it's about engaging with that. It's about engaging with those aspects of ourselves that we want to nurture more, that we want to love more, that we want to work on. Once you start engaging, then you're going to attract, you know, that person who either will help you with that or act as your hindrance so that you can stand up for yourself in that, you know, so that you can say, well, no, this is the way I really want to do this. This is what's really important to me right now. and. It's beautiful to say that, it's very liberating to say that, but saying it in a loving way. We don't have to put someone else down because we don't agree with them. You know, we, we can find that common say, well, actually, that's not the way I see that. Maybe we can have a conversation about that. So number one, look after yourself. Number two, do the things that make you feel wonderful <laughs> for me it's like if i'm if i'm in a medical world i can't wear nail varnish and th- this is just a little thing for me so i have to deplete all my nails of everything but the first thing <laughs> i do okay <laughs> when i come out of that medical world is i get the paintbrush out because it makes <laughs> me feel wonderful do you know a salt bath. Oh, my God. It, it works wonders not only for you physically, but for you energetically. Drink lots of water because as you drink water, you're going to find that you're flushing out the old and you're welcoming the new. It's actually energetically really good for you as well. Mm. So these things, learn how to nurture yourself. It's all, it, it, there's actually a chapter on that in this. <laughs> I, I, took but, the uh, or,
0: I took the doctor's <laughs> orders. Yep, got my water.
1: Oh, uh, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> So yes nurture yourself love yourself and then when you begin to put yourself out there be honest be honest because if you if you create a false a false identity it's 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 basing something on a falsehood and it's going to crumble eventually you know just be just be honest and you will you will be amazed at what comes back at you you know when you're honest Um, And if you want, you know, for me, working on all of that is a a skill and a set of skills. And if you want to learn how to do that, more in terms of working on yourself in terms of working on that energy that I talked about and um, about working on that you know please contact me at andonley.co.uk. you will find a link to Amazon as well on that. There we are <laughs> once upon a tinder and uh, you will find once upon a tinder on amazon.com as well. It's published there. so please uh, think about those things. Um, If you decide to act on them, great, if you don't, great, enjoy your life, be in joy and joy is the core to our essence. That is actually how we are really meant to live our lives, finding that joy in every moment. So please, whatever you do, do that.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's so powerful and a good way to uh, round off the the podcast. And I wanted to say thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your insights, your time. uh, and obviously sharing your the, the the learnings from your whole journey of of dating as well i think which, which i think is more precious than anything so uh, that is very much appreciated so i wanted to say thank you for coming on the feel inspired podcast it's been wonderful to have you as a guest and i'm sure we could easily speak for another 48 hours and you know without breaking a sweat. so uh, so it's probably a good time to end before we get carried away but I, I've loved every minute of this and I wanted to say thank you one more time for, for coming on board as well it's been lovely to connect and I will definitely stay connected with you as well
1: um but can I just say it has been a joy a pure joy uh just spending this time with you and learning more about you and what you do as well I'm um, really really impressed and I'm just glad that you exist in this world. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me. My wife Thank would say you. the same as well. Oh that's so lovely, that's so lovely. She's a very lucky lady. Oh
0: bless <laughs> Can you say that a bit louder? I don't think she heard you upstairs.
1: <laughs> you can you can just play that a little bit, put it into a little gif and put oh, okay, it there over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll put that as my ringtone actually. <laughs> No, it's been an absolute pleasure and for anyone who's uh either watching this live or watching the replay i will add all of the links in so you can connect with dr Anne as well uh, wherever she may be on instagram on her website and her meditations and everywhere else um in the universe so um, so once again i just want to say thank you again for being here and you've been listening to the feel inspired and watching the feel inspired podcast and i'll see you on the next episode thank you Thank you very much. Take care. Just stay with me. I'll end the broadcast now. Ciao. Ciao.